ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the booth. Me, 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 me. This is, of course, the Booth Podcast, your weekly NFL show. Joining me, as always, Mr. Richard Reese Shonsby, Mr. Davey O'Doyle, Rich, Dave, how are we doing today? I hope people are still listening after what we did in that intro. Um, I would have turned it off. If anything, <laughs> yeah. they turned And I mean, off. you have all the right in the world to turn it off. If anything, turn the volume up louder because we're just getting started another jam-packed week of nfl football we have another jam-packed week next week we got a jam-packed episode today we got a lot to talk about the nfl it's clear at this point we're heading into week 11 no one knows fucking dick that's that much is clear no one knows anything um and i think i speak for both of you guys still Fuck the 49ers. Um, you're not good. I'm sorry. Well. See, I don't know. I don't know about that. I know I speak for one of you. <laughs> <coughs> Dave, I know you're a big Niners guy. I was speaking for Rich, obviously. Hey, stop. Hey, What did that game prove to anybody? Okay, mm-hmm. you're better than the Rams one night. The Niners should are I clap? Should I clap? Should I clap? Should I give you a ribbon? I bet. Or are you going to prove next week that you're not the team we think you are? They're and I'm the, you're the team that I know you are, 49ers. That's it. I know it. I think every week we should just reserve like two minutes and just give Dave the floor and be like, all right, Niners, go. Not this um, week. I got something else to, to rant about later. Not this oh week. Oh, boy. Oh, we can't wait. But we're going to hop into the longest running recurring segment in the history of the booth podcast the only sorry the only studies and duddies of course studs and duds and we are gonna start with davey o'doyle dave you know they say when you give someone bad when you give someone constructive criticism or go into an interview or anything like that you start with the good news first so we will try that studs who lit it up for you this week and for more than one reason it's it's the new england patriots a because they smacked around the cleveland browns and this is officially a one-fourth fuck the cleveland browns podcast so that was great and then b if you didn't listen to last week's episode listen to it right now stop go, pause stop this and go back and listen okay now that you're back, now that you're back with us and you listened to last week's episode, you heard how I said, and we agreed, hey man, out of all those kind of mid-range AFC teams, I think the Patriots might be the most dangerous. Breaking news, they are. They are that dangerous. They beat the Cleveland Browns 45-7, to over 400 yards of total offense, Mac Jones, three touchdowns. Man, they just... <laughs> They beat their asses, man. There's nothing else to say about it. Belichick has got that squad dialed in against a team people thought might be an AFC contender this year. Like, man, that's scary. Watch out everybody else. No, no doubt. It's, yeah, like like you said, welcome back to the episode now that you went back. Um, and as we discussed last week, the Pats, 
<laughs> they're back. <laughs> they're fucking back. It was one year and they're back and they're back. So they're back. Um, they're back. Rich studs. Who do we got? Speaking of being back, the Kansas city chiefs are back and Patrick Mahomes is back. 406 yards, five touchdowns. Jesus. Just a monster. And like these games shouldn't shock us anymore from Mahomes, but because of the way the season started for him, it does. Oh, they're back. I think the Chiefs truly are back here. I think they're going to go on the back half of the schedule. They're going to win the AFC West and they're going to make a real good playoff push. Can I do a counter argument to this? I don't. I agree. That game was incredibly impressive. And I think they will beat the AFC West or win the AFC West. Sorry, like beat everybody in the AFC West. But like, do we really think the Raiders are that good? Oh, God, no. No. You know what I mean? No. So, like, you beat a team that has a better record than they probably are. And, like, name three players on the Raiders' defense. Oh, don't do this to me. Don't do this to right? me. You know what I mean? That's that's my point. That was absolutely a stud worth perform, like stud performance. I don't disagree with that in any way. But like maybe we'll get into it later and talk about the Chiefs at some point. But just like was that specific win that impressive, or is that the same? Hey, as- we're we're here for the we're here for the discussion for the debates. That's what we do. Um, I see what you're saying though. I mean, Mahomes was a stud, but yeah. you know. If it wasn't for Deshaun Jackson, just uh, fucking forgetting the rules of the game. It, oh, for, for the purposes of this segment, absolutely. Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs. Stud. Studs, but I'm not convinced that they're back yet. That's all. I think, I think for Rich's point, specifically Mahomes stud. Yes. Mahomes, Mahomes I, looked comfortable. Yeah. Mahomes being a stud is my fact of the day. Yeah. The Chiefs being back is my opinion my hypothesis yeah and and from what all we've seen you could be very well true and like and i'll look like an idiot next week if they just destroy people but like but like i said it's tough for me to take the raiders as the game where i'm like holy smokes the kansas city chiefs can't be stopped now yeah and jokes on you because you'll look like look like an idiot no matter what boom roasted stumbled over my words there so i look like a fucking idiot myself boom roasted um my stud this week it was have a trouble picking one, not because there wasn't many, but just because there wasn't many that were jumping out at me. The Patriots were always had a great game. A lot of teams had great games. I could have picked a team, but a guy I'm going with here, Jonathan Taylor. I've picked him, I think, once or twice before, perhaps, but that guy is uh, legit. Like, not, not legit as in, like, oh, he can play in this league. Legit as in, oh, he's a top two, three running back in football. And the other guy that's in that discussion is out for the rest of the year. So it's his it's his discussion to grab. Uh, looking at the stats here, uh, right now, Derek, and obviously we can all agree, Derek Henry, monster player, was on pace for an absolutely great year. Derek Henry's season is he has 237 touches. Mm-hmm. 1,091 yards and 10 touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 190 touches, so 47 less touches, 1,240 yards, 10 touchdowns. Same amount of yards. He's just 
more efficient of a runner. And I mean, you can look at the O-line and the teams and stuff like that. And, and obviously they have different running styles, but Jonathan Taylor, when the Colts go, it's because Jonathan Taylor goes. And he, I firmly believe that he's in that Derrick Henry group where, you know, Rich, like Dalvin Cook, one of the best backs in football, but you can have days where Jefferson and Thielen are your dogs. And I mean, Kamara, I mean, Kamara is a big part of that offense too. But when Michael Thomas is there, you can kind of get something going through the air. Taylor and Derrick Henry, man, like it's rare you see Tannehill and Wentz just take over the game. It, it usually runs through the ground. Jonathan Taylor, absolute dog. Nothing else to say, man. Like, like I was going to point out, maybe that's another reason why Carson Wentz is having such a more revivalist year. Like, he still throws dumb picks. We've seen it. But, like, having a much better year, it's just because, like, defenses have no choice but to respect that Jonathan Taylor and that offensive line are coming to get them, right? The Colts, to me, like, you know, Michael Pittman's kind of un- doesn't get talked about a lot. He's proven to be very good. Um they have some they have some pieces on offense there that they can the Colts are a sneaky team in the AFC. Like a, just a if they get into a wild card spot, something like that, they're a sneaky team to keep your eye on. And I think, you know, come December, January, February, when it's cold and running the ball is important. Jonathan Taylor. But of course, we gotta talk about them. Usually they're kind of our uh favorite part to talk about because they are the duds of the week. Dave, I'm going to pass the floor to you because this has been five years in the making. Anyone who knows you knows this is where you've stood. I give the floor to you. Who was your dud this week 10, 2021 of the NFL season? It's a man who right from the first time he stepped in the NFL light, I just had this feeling and seeing things that concerned me. I was like, man, this guy sucks. His name is Jared Goff. And indeed he does suck. All right. Let's look at the facts here. Remember when he won a game that wasn't head coached by Sean McVay? Oh yeah. It doesn't exist. Cause he's never done it. This is a guy that, had a good enough scheme and a good enough team to make the Super Bowl. And even when people were, you know, losing their mind, flipping their lid over how good this guy was, I said, Hey, wait a second. This guy sucks. And this guy got shoved out of the, out of LA Rams. Didn't want him. McVeigh was tired of his stinky ball fucking dog shit. And he went to the lions. Have the lions won a game yet? Oh, they've won zero games. Did Jared, did Jared Goff throw for 100 yards last week? Oh, no, he didn't. I watched Jared Goff continue to suck. This man has pressure in his face, has blitzes in his face, has any sort of, any sort of disadvantage in his way, and he continues to show that he absolutely sucks. And I'm going to say it right now. I called it. That guy sucks. And I wasted like 15 minutes of my Sunday watching him and the shitty Steelers have one of the shittiest games I've ever watched. It was embarrassing to watch. Hey, get relegated. You guys that sucked. Jared Goff, you suck. Get cut. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That Um, was impressive. And, and, and and it's been five years coming. There's, I don't think there's a rebuttal. (laughs) I don't. 
What can you say? What can you say good about Jared Goff? There's nothing good about him. You can't even, you know, the thing is like if he's, if he was playing how he did, but you just see him, you know, firing up the boys on the sideline and throwing his helmet and just getting like emotional. You're like, okay, he cares. He doesn't, that guy seems like he doesn't give a fuck what happens every play. And then on top of that, he actively is bad at his job. Um, well said, it's, Dave. It still baffles me that that guy, like, I know he had the team around him. I know he had the coach, but made it to a Super Bowl. What? And him? also gave me the shittiest Super Bowl I've ever watched. Defensive slugfest. Him and, oh, man, that's Dave's dream Super Bowl is to have the back-to-back Super Bowl years and, and have them face each other. Jared Goff and the Rams and Jimmy G's Niners. Ooh, I couldn't happen, but. Yeah, you know me, I'd love it. You'd love it. If I know one thing about Dave, it's that he just, all he, if Jared Goff was QBing the Niners, that would that's the only way he could love both those things more. Well said, Dave. That was excellent. Rich. Well, I'll tell you about my dud. Uh, Jesus Christ, Seattle. Come on. Come on. Make a big deal. We're getting Russ back. We're getting Russ back. Let's do Sunday NFL countdown. Huge thing. Let's talk to his doctors. Let's hear about how his he's made this miraculous recovery in 19 hours or something wasn't he rehabbing for like 19 hours a day didn't they say (laughs) hey sleep (laughs) god damn it russell wilson if you don't come out and throw a 50 percent of your passes you get 161 yards two interceptions a 39.7 passer rating and put up a goose egg Jesus Christ, Russ. We had a conversation, Carve, me and you. And is it time to bring it up on the podcast right now? Is it time, finally? I finally came around. Is it time to fire Pete Carroll? Oh. Dude. I think... I think... Something's got to give in Seattle. Right, and I don't want to be a guy who's like, hey, man, I'm not about firing the coach, especially, like... That's not always the answer. The coach is often like a scapegoat, but Pete Carroll has so much power within that organization. Like he's basically the GM too. And this team is rotten from the core down. He's supposed to be a defensive guru and his defenses are off. This, and it's, you know, Dan Quinn leaves and the Legion of boom. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, take a hit. It falls apart. Granted, like a lot of the personnel actually left too, which is hard to replace, but like, it wasn't even like, oh, the still, you know, he was able to kind of build it back up. They went from the Legion of Boom, like outside of the 15 Broncos, like this, the last great single season defense or whatever, the Niners, that Super Bowl year two and stuff, but the Legion of Boom to one of the worst defenses, historically, statistically, the worst defense in NFL history. If you t- take, I'll ask both you guys, legit, seven, let's say 17 game season, take Russ off that team like doesn't start a game uh, are they down there with the lions i don't yes. think, I, I don't think they're that bad but i think they're like a five or six win team and 
for for knowing what Seattle is, that's like that's terrible that your team is that bad without a top three quarterback in this league being your quarterback. Well, and the years before he found Russ, he went seven and nine both years. Like, I'm not saying, oh, he needs to win his first year. It's like, no, a lot of coaches don't. You know, it's you're hired as a new coach likely for a reason. Your team sucks. But it's so weird that, like, they went to those. There's that year, again, Legion of Boom, Marshawn, Russ, like, Percy Harvin was there. Doug Baldwin was emerging, you know, and it was, man, they were exciting. And they was like, they made two Super Bowls in what? Back-to-back years, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's been like, yeah, they make the playoffs, but they're just mediocre at best. And I don't know, maybe maybe the booth starts pushing that narrative. Pete Carroll's yeah. done. I say they end the season under 500. See you later, Pete. Yeah. But I mean, here's the thing, though, is are we going to keep giving Pete Carroll his job and everything just because his team has nine wins and then gets blown out in the first round of the playoffs because yeah. Russell Wilson carries him to a win. You know what I mean? It's like the argument Cincinnati had besides that they're like stupid for a lot of stuff, honestly, but like they kept keeping Marvin Lewis around because every once in a while he'd squeak off a division win or like we make the playoffs for the most part for like a big stretch, but he just get embarrassed every time in the first round of the playoffs. And we were dog shit in prime time. That guy should have got fired before he did. And this is a Pete Carroll thing, too. How long are you okay with being okay? You know what I mean? Hey, unreal. Quote that. But also, like, it's literally what happened to Jason Garrett. You can't go eight and eight in fucking five straight years and be like. The only difference between that is that they have Russell Wilson to win them two more games. Yes, that's that's that is it. That's it, man. That is fucking it. Yeah. Christ. Dude, fuck it. We're just talking duds the whole episode. That's it. We're doing a dud special. Um, moving on to my dud. It is a jam packed one and it's a one that hurts my heart. It one that makes my heart happy at the same time. My dud this week is 75% of the AFC North, obviously omitting the Cincinnati Bengals as they were on a bye week but based on how the rest of the division played, if they played, they would have somehow embarrassed the fuck out of themselves because the rest of the division sure did. And I'm going to start off with my beloved Baltimore Ravens prime time Thursday night football, starting off week 10 against the lowly stank ass dolphins. No way. Lamar doesn't go down to South Florida, his home and hang 35 plus on the dolphins. No way. Do they run cover zero nonstop and we keep running screen passes behind the line of scrimmage? No way does the Dolphins defense look like the best defense I've ever seen in my life. No way do two different quarterbacks on the Miami Dolphins throw for 150 yards. No way does any of that happen. But guess what? It all happened. It was painful. It was embarrassing. It was excruciating. It was pathetic. It was terrible. It was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by this team that I love so much. I was fucking embarrassed, ashamed, humiliated. And you know what? There was, there was a, there's a point where, you know, things started to look bleak for me and I was switching to fins up. I just get toxic as a fan, but it was pathetic. The coaching was 
absolutely uninspired. It was so fucking bad. And I understand as a fan, we all sit there and play, you know, armchair GM, armchair coach. Oh, fuck. He should have done that. Yeah, obviously he should have in hindsight. That was actually a game where it's like, I genuinely think (laughs) this might be the hottest take ever because it's so not true. I genuinely think I could have coached a better game than that, than what I saw. Obviously it's not true, but it was that bad that it made me believe that. And that's not like it. Like we were saying, it was the play calling, right? The play calling was was, on offense. It was so bad. It's unreal. We looked like the Steelers offense. And that brings me, you know what? No, no, no. Hold on. We move from the pathetic Ravens tying into Davies stud. The Pats looked back just as much as the Browns looked dead. They looked horrid. They looked terrible. They looked awful, putrid, disgusting, sickening, anything you could think of. Baker Mayfield. Is he the guy there? (laughs) <laughs> that's no. all there is to say about Baker Mayfield, dude. Dude, that it, guy sucks. He's not as bad as Jared Goff because nobody is, but like, he's not good. I think the thing for me is that I believe Cleveland and the way that Cleveland's team set up in their offense is that that's one of the uh, places Baker would work best. And this is what we're seeing. Yeah, it's because he doesn't have to play hard quarterback basically has to play distributor right yeah but it's like and this is what we get it's like it's it's concerning and the thing is is it's the baker mayfield cycle of play excellent call out everyone that doubts you you play like shit talk about being an underdog play great for it's just it's what we've seen um they looked fucking terrible they looked fucking terrible and yes for as much as we're saying the patriots are back and they looked great Cleveland, you're supposed to be a favorite in the AFC. You can't lose 45 to 7. Can't have it. No. Like I said, you can lose that game. You can lose that game. Contender because the Patriots are great. Patriots are great but and they're well coached. In the game. They were never in the game. Never. Which brings me to the main event, the main course of the evening. I understand. When your starting quarterback goes down, it's tough. But when your starting quarterback can't throw a forward pass without falling from his own momentum, is it that much of a loss? The Pittsburgh Steelers. It's so weird to say there's a team that was a dud because they, but they didn't lose. It, it somehow would have been better if they lost. I don't know how to explain it. The Pittsburgh Steelers tied the Detroit Lions 16 to 16 in Heinz Field. Of course, Ben Roethlisberger, COVID protocols was announced out for the game last week. Um, Big story, you know. Okay, but guess what? (laughs) Guess fucking what? You have to win that game. I don't give a fuck if your starting 53-man roster goes down. It's the Detroit Lions. It's Jared Goff. It's Mr. Kneecap Dan Campbell. You have to beat them at home. And I understand that I'm talking from a, a, a high and mighty place, having to win on a time count violation and the longest field goal in NFL history to beat the Lions. Hey, did you win, though? A win is a win. The Detroit Lions also put up 16 points in that game. Difference is, we won. 
Pittsburgh, it, and it wasn't just that they lost it. You know, no, it is a loss. Fuck it. I know it's a tie. It's a loss. Because if that is it, oh, dude, it's I, the thing is you can't look that. It's not for me even like it's not. It's not the tie. You can't look that bad. You look terrible. I understand it's heavy rain conditions. That whole game could be a fucking dud. That whole game, man. Honestly, I was so mad watching it, but I kept watching it. It was like a fucking. It was car wreck, man. You can't look away. Because like another car might run into it, right? It's terrible, but like, what the hell is going on, right? Mason Rudolph was far and away the best quarterback on the field that day. Yeah, nobody's better. Nobody's worse than Jared Goff. But like, you, the Steelers right now are five, three, and one. They and the, the and thing they played like a one-win team, dude. They I think played, that those two fault. They gave the ball away twice in overtime, and the only reason they didn't lose is because the Detroit Lions are awful and they had Jared Goff. Like you guys played so bad. Like even a TJ Watt in before he went out in the fourth quarter and still you have, you have the best player on the field by far TJ Watt and you guys, Oh shoot. 16, 16 tie. I, two other things I want to mention before we move on from this game. Uh, first of all, Ryan Santoso, I believe attempted a field goal in overtime to win it for the Detroit lions. And I, people, you know, use hyperbole a lot. No, that was the worst X I've ever seen. That was the worst Y I've ever seen. That might have been the single worst game winning attempt I've ever seen. There's a reason why he lost his job. He, it wasn't just that he line drive the football from what 53. It, he literally looked like he couldn't have given a shit if he he looked like he shit his pants on his way to kick that ball. And it looked like he just like kind of walked, walked and just like drilled it barely over his lineman's head. It was fucking atrocious. It was so, 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 so bad. I can't even remember my fucking second point was. It doesn't like, matter. It, it's so bad that like you say like, oh, man, he should get fired for that kick. He literally did get fired for that kick. <laughs> How often, like, do you see like a specific fuck up at a job costing your job? Like, usually it's like a uh, disciplinary action or ever. That was, that was so like, bad. Usually, that was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? Yeah, yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention is another point is uh, the Steelers had a chance to take control of the AFC North. The Ravens coughed up a huge one on Thursday. The Browns, you know, they didn't have a chance yet. They had a worse record. The Steelers had a chance to leapfrog and get into first in the AFC North this week. And they were given the Detroit Lions at home. How can't you capitalize on that? Obviously, I'm super pumped they did. Dave, congrats on being the best team in the AFC North this week by default. It was fucking atrocious. Rich, I want to thank you as well. Letting these two homers rattle off a couple points on our uh, on our hated Steelers rivals, but this week we have decided we last week, we did the five win AFC teams, kind of all the teams that were a little in contention, all had five wins this week. We are deciding we are going to talk about the NFC playoff picture, not so much the division winners, but the teams that are in the hunt, because there is four division winners and the LA Rams, and then an absolute fuckery of teams that are in the hunt. So Bellas. And again, this is why you listen to this. There was no pre-planning for this. We are going by the seat of our pants and we're going to fucking nail this. So 
How should we start here? What do you think, boys? So we should probably list the teams, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So as our division leaders right now, we have at number one, currently sitting in a position to have a bye week, would be the Green Bay Packers. Two, Arizona Cardinals. Three, Dallas Cowboys. Four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. Then you have the Rams sitting in that top wild card spot. Right. And then welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So there's probably like, there's like five teams here for two playoff spots, right? Now, here's where I see it is so of the, of the teams that you would say are in the hunt. Yeah. Honestly, right now you can say it's everybody, but Detroit. (laughs) Uh, Looking at the, like, he's not fucking joking. You have, I'll list them off as quick as I can. Saints five and four Panthers, five and five Vikings, five, four and five Niners, four and five Falcons, four and five Eagles, four and six football team, three and six Giants, three and six Seattle, three and six Chicago, three and six, and then Detroit. Oh, eight and one. So outside of Detroit, everyone has a shot. That's it's crazy. That's insane. So there's some teams here that I would throw out. Like I don't give these people stock that they will be in the hunt in four weeks. Who do you got? I got a team um, right away. Like the Falcons, I don't think will be in the hunt by the, by the last part of the season. No, I would doubt that the giants are probably going to be in the hunt after all these injuries, the bears. Um. I'm not willing to give up on the Bears yet, but they're close. Uh, I honestly think of the teams we listed, there are four teams fighting for two spots. All right, Rich, I'm curious to hear this. Yeah, let's hear this one. Right now, wait, wait, just the- just quick quick refresher here. This year, there's one team gets the bye. Yeah. Yes. And three wild cards. Three wild, three wild cards, cards this year. to play the other three division leaders. In case yeah. you in case you weren't in case you weren't aware, they're Change the playoffs because of the 17 weeks. So, okay, Rich, you're four teams fighting for the last two spots. Right now, they're the four teams that are at the top of those in the hunt teams, and that is the Saints, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the 49ers. I don't think teams like the Falcons, the Eagles, even Washington, I don't think those are teams that will be here in two weeks. The only one of those I'm willing to fight for is I actually might fight for the Eagles if they pull off a couple more wins soon. Because okay. Jalen Hurts is actually, I think, is getting a little bit... People are raking him through the coals, and it's a lot because Philadelphia is a hard place to play. We saw okay. Carson Wentz get crucified there, right? Yeah. If you guys don't want to include the Eagles, that's okay, but I would almost consider them because Hurts has been playing good, and they're like a franchise that like even when they have no chance, they make the playoffs lots, right? I am actually with you on that. Um, Jalen Hurts, I was a guy that like earlier on, I was like this, he can't be your fucking guy. Like he's just, I just didn't see it. He's actually, I don't know if it's, if it's, he's grown on me or if it's, he's proven to me something. And also just, yeah, just really quick disclaimer. Jalen Hurts doesn't have to prove fucking shit to me. He doesn't have to prove anything to me. He doesn't have to do fucking shit, but he, he he has, and 
let's not get it twisted. The Eagles just kicked the shit out of the Broncos. Like that's a, no one expected that, you know, that wasn't a game they should have won in my opinion, but they did. And hurts. So I'm with you, man. I'm, I would say the Eagles are the one team that I would maybe throw in there. I could um, be convinced. Okay. All right. Uh, of those. Okay. So there's, let's, so let's, we got just, five. let's work on those five. So yes. we got, we have the saints, Vikings, Panthers, um, Niners, Niners, Eagles. Okay. So Dave, you're putting Niners at the top. We'll have to talk you out of that. That's okay. We'll do that later. Um, of those five teams, honestly, I'm going the Viking. Like the Vikings are probably the team out of those ones. Cause here's the, okay. Can I, I'm just going to the Niners. Hey, you know what we think of the Niners. Most, you know what most of us think. You know what our seventy percent of the feelings of this podcast is on the Niners, and and they're iffy, but I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Um, the Saints. It's just the quarterback, man. Jameis is out for the year. I, how long can you ride Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill and Sean Payton's a great coach, and the roster's pretty good. They got no depth. Like they can't sustain many injuries. And their quarterback situation is fucking wild. So come playoff time, I, I worry about that. The Panthers, it was great to see Cam Newton back in Carolina for some reason. Like, I think everyone just loved it. I'm not a big Cam guy, but it was just like he belongs in Panthers colors. He just does. I don't, I, he didn't look, he didn't look right in New England. And of course he was back. He's back. Um, I can't remember the other fucking team doesn't fucking matter the vikings have, have eagles were the other team but oh yeah the eagles. Went over them yeah i weirdly have the vikings and i don't know man well so i let i can make a case for the vikings here. let's go school. let me tell you let me tell you what i can say about the vikings this is a team that has been in it every single fucking week this team has a solid chance of having like if you look at the how each of these games went, there's a scenario where these Vikings have zero losses on that board because they were all within one score. This is a team that can easily compete to get to that playoff spot. They're always going to be in the games. It's just if you can pull off those wins. Yeah. I'm glad that you have brought up, both of you guys brought up the Vikings because that's the team out of these five, I also have like the most confidence in, especially yep. watching the last couple weeks that really close one with the Ravens. And like, maybe the Ravens are, maybe they aren't as good as they used to be, but that's still a good What the fuck are you talking? <laughs> Dude, and I mean this, what the fuck are you talking about? All right, we'll ignore that. Um, and then, so I, I watched the Vikings game and I was at, I was talking to Reese and I was like, hey man, Am I going to regret this? Maybe, maybe not. And like the Chargers, maybe they're still a middle team. We don't know how quite how good they are, but the Vikings beat them safely by the end of that game. And that's still a team that has what we think is a good head coach, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. I was going to say, yeah, right. They still have these good players and the Vikings soundly, they safely beat them. They put them away. And that tells you a lot about 
the way the direction that the Vikings are going and what kind of team they are besides the fact that they've been in every game. So I would almost trust the Vikings more than any of these other teams because they feel like they have the least to prove. Like, like you said, man. Okay. So I know the fucking common arguments like, well, technically every team could be undefeated. Yeah. The Vikings literally could be like, and I mean, that's a whole separate segment probably like, so, so you, here's my thing for this. Sorry, I'll, I'll let you get back to your point. But what right. I was talking about when I said teams have to prove themselves, the 49ers haven't proved anything in the last five years besides one anomaly season. The Eagles, <laughs> it's weird that they won that Super Bowl, but then since they've got a new coach and they've kind of revamped everything, they haven't proven anything. Um, the Saints haven't proven anything without Drew Brees in 15 years. And the Panthers have to still prove that they were as good as they were at the start of the year, which they haven't yet. Like I said, I'm not going to trust the Panthers because of their big energy burst for one week because they had literally their God Cam Newton back. But the Vikings, I don't feel they have as much to prove. They just have to finish games. That's it. That What they, I think it's not that they don't have like anything to prove. I think it's what they have to prove is the most fixable. Yeah. Out of all those, I agree with that. Yep. like they have to, they have to prove they can close games. I, to me, that's more fixable than you have to prove you can do it without a franchise pivot you've had for 15. You know, it's, it's easier yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, so we're all on board with the Vikings then. Yeah. Vikings. So this, uh, I'll, I'll add one more thing with the Vikings is when we say what to prove something, this Vikings team, has been a very similar team over the past few years. They haven't had a lot of turnover as far as players go. A lot of continuity in, in the roster. And yeah. And it's been that bubble wildcard team often in that wildcard spot at the end of the year. So they came into the season almost, they don't have to prove that they need to get to that spot. That's their spot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So we all, we all are in agreement that right now four division leaders, Rams, Vikings will are in that, that looks like the most likely one in that spot. Yeah. So now we have the last wild card spot here, and we have the Niners, Eagles, Saints, Panthers. What are we thinking? For me, here we go. So I'm gonna pull up. If you guys all we each want to maybe do one. Uh, no, I don't. Up. I don't want to do that. Okay, well, you don't have to do it then. Okay? <laughs> um, so I'm going to pull up the Saints schedule and just see what it looks like and how many wins I think they might get with it. Yeah, I got the between, Panthers. Between the Saints and the Panthers, those are the two I'm not sure about for that last spot. Okay. Keep, hey, Dave, just keep in mind that we played this game at the beginning of the year. We know more, though, now. Do we? So, okay, so this this weekend actually will tell us a lot about this argument because the saints are in Philadelphia this weekend. Oh shit. Right. So that game is going to go a long way. And then they played the bills, which they won't win the saints, which they won't win the bucks, which they probably won't win. Um, they play the jets, the dolphins, the Falcons, and they play the Panthers. So those are some winnable (sighs) games and some definitely losable games there. We'll get to our picks, but I'm, (sighs) yeah, I might fucking take the Eagles in that game. Um, yeah. So uh, the question for me, 
the, with the Panthers is how long will this Cam Newton energy using him in the red zone? How long will that last? Like, will, is that okay? There's, he's, he's back. Is- he's going to work. He's the starter. Or is that, Hey, he was that infused energy. Like, can he, can they keep it going? Cause I, I, I think I believe in that rule. I'm pretty sure I do. That defense has a lot of great pieces, studs. If you look at the roster, especially the ages, like I think in the next four to five years, that'll be an excellent team, excellent roster. Right now, are they, how much do I trust them? I don't know. But I just need, is it's tough, man. Cam Newton threw eight touchdowns last year. Like that's, you can't overlook that. And I understand the Patriots schemes very hard to, pick up and shit but <sighs> the thing for me is i for me it's between the saints and the panthers still because i don't i don't have the faith in the 49ers and the eagles and what they've shown what? us not as impressive what? as what the saints and the panthers have shown so far right the saints uh, at oh. least, the saints at least have that big win against tom brady they still have a really good defense so you can look at that the panthers had that really hot start they have a really good defense yeah for both of these teams, it's just whose quarterback sucks last, right? Well, and I think right now what's proven is that Sean Payton is better at coaching and scheming outs around a shitty quarterback. Like, no disrespect, he's one of the all-time greats. Let's not let's not sit here and say Drew Brees was an absolute fucking menace last year. The Saints and Panthers probably, for me, I think if, I were, if we're going frisky and thinking of the third team, I'd... I'd honestly put the Eagles above the Niners, man. So let's maybe not um, let's not give somebody the spot. Maybe it's too early to give that last spot away. But let's rank where we think 49ers, Eagles, Saints, Panthers. Let's rank them one to four. Okay. Um, Rich, let's you know what? Fuck it. Let's start with you. Hey, I'm gonna go number one is Saints. Okay. I think that's a team that's gonna be able to get things done. I think. Two, I'm going to go Panthers again. Oh, am I? I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule. They got a tough road ahead of them here. They got the Bills and the Bucks twice. That's going to be tough in that back part of the schedule. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's a better team than the 49ers or the Eagles. Right. And then I'm going to go. I know you're going to hate me for this. I'm going to go 49ers. I think they are better than the Eagles. I think that's not we can say we can Eagles. say it was one week and all, but something has to be said. They did beat the Rams, right? Yeah, I can I can accept that. Like for me, it goes 49ers fourth because of like a vendetta as much as anything. <laughs> the Eagles three because like I'm not going to put the 49ers ahead of them, but like the Eagles, like maybe, but they still have a lot to prove. Um, Panthers too, because that Sam Darnold business has looked so bad. And McCaffrey went on the injury last week. He went out with an injury. Um, There's just a lot of questions about the Panthers. We don't know yet. And the one thing, the one reason I'm going to put the saints ahead of them is because Sean Payton has been proven. And I trust Sean Payton so much. I trust Um, what he can do, what kind of coaches and the court, like how he coordinates, how he play calls even with an inferior quarterback than what you're used to, I trust him more than I trust Matt rule. I mean, also 
uh, Saints ahead of the Panthers because they fucked up your perfect week. True, true. Yeah. Also true that. Can't yeah. forget about that. that. Um, okay, so I think my fourth out of those four, and maybe I'm just high off the Broncos win, and I understand it's like, well, the fucking Niners beat the Rams, but I'm going to go Niners fourth. Eagles third and just to be just to throw the monkey in or just throw a fucking wrench in it. um, I'm going to go Saints second. I do like I like you said, Sean Payton, one of the best coaches of the last however long genius offensive guru. Camara stud. I just think that rosters like they don't have like they're thin. They're thin, thin. Um, So I'm going to put and then I think. If this Cam Newton thing, if he if he has some energy, some juice left, um, you know they looked great. They did look really, really good on uh, on Sunday there. So I might go the Panthers ahead. Plus, just to be you know a little different here. Um, but I yeah, think nope. It'll be very interesting to see what happens week seventeen when the Panthers and the Saints. That has up. the potential to be a fucking important, big fucking game. That has yeah. potential to be for the last wild card spot, right? Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. Um, there, hey, we fucking did it. We're getting, hey, we're getting good at these these impromptu segments, boys. Um, really quick before we start getting to our pickums, I just personally, I feel like I have to do this. Um, Sam, uh, Sam Darnold. I've went to bat for you for a long, long time. I uh, loved you coming out of USC. You got drafted the Jets. I thought, hey, there's a kid who could do something. And then when, when things didn't go so good in New York, I said, you know what? It's New York. It's, it, it New York fucks everybody. And they still do. But there were some plays there where I was like, that's that magic. That's why we like him. Goes to Carolina, fresh start. The world's excited. I'm excited. I'm like a kid at Christmas. Sam Darnold getting a new fresh start here. Now we go. Here we go, Sam. Those first three weeks. Oh, man, Sam, we had some good times. <laughs> we had some good times, Sam. Is hey, is this a model from PS? I love you. Or is this like your own thoughts? It's just, it's just from the heart. But uh, Sam, I'm, I'm officially I'm putting down my sword. I'm putting down my guns. I can't keep fighting for you, man. Cam Newton came in there and and to say that he has completely cocked Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to describe it, yeah. I mean, when, when as soon as you saw Cam Newton take off his helmet and scream, I'm back, and the troops rally around him on the sideline. Uh, <laughs> Sam, you'll have a special place in my heart. Somehow, for how much I love you, you're my third favorite quarterback out of the uh, 2018 draft class. But um, hey, bye, Sam. Yes, Carve loves you. Yes, I, I fucking love you. I just, I can't keep doing this. I yeah. can't. I'm losing okay. a lot. It's okay. it's okay to let go. I'm losing a lot of arguments. I can't do it. With that off my chest, but any any cathartic moment you guys need to have or. I think my cathartic moment was ripping apart Jared Goff and then bringing up that Pete Carroll needs to be fired. That was one I've been holding in my chest, refusing to let 
be real and it needs to happen. But yeah, those were my moments this week. Rich, do you have any, do you have any moments of spirituality you need to just, you need to come to grips with? Because, Hey, this is a safe space. I don't think I do. Wait, wait, let me look at what happened this past week and just make sure you got a win though. So you might, I got a win. I just like the riders one too. shout out. Hey, if you haven't listened to CFL podcast, obviously go fucking listen to that. Do it right now. Stop this. Stop this again for the second time. Hey, the other wait. one's out. The CFL we'll, one's out. Go listen we'll, to it. We'll give you a minute. We'll wait for you because we're just going to come back to hear, hear the picks. I guess my my spiritual moment is just I want to see the Vikings win big. <laughs> I just don't want to feel like a game takes five years off my life when I watch it. See, I do you ever read that story, the monkey's paw, where it's like everything you wished for was like twisted? Yes. I wished for a boring game. I did. I was tired of these games and I got one, but it was fucked. <laughs> but Rich, I, I hope for your sake it's uh it's coming soon. Anyways, I digress. Back to back to business. All right. And the business at hand is last week was a tough week for the booth. Okay. Rich, how, how, how did the boys do? I think me and Dave obviously had the exact same picks. You did. And you did better than I did picking away from it. It was a tough week for the booth here. It was, it was a tough week. You guys actually, I believe came out at 500. Both of you. Now, we, no, how did you count the tie? There is a discrepancy. That is a loss. That's a loss that, for us. You, you could have picked a tie if you wanted. That's that's stiff. That's harsh. Okay. If you hey, wanted, okay. you can pick a tie. Okay. okay. Dude, I'm picking fucking 16 ties this week. <laughs> <laughs> Covering my bases. If there's one tie, he looks smart. Okay. Um, it was, it yes, was tough. I, you guys came out at 500. I think I came out at one or two games below 500 last week. Uh, current records carve sitting at 35 and 33. Davey sitting at 40 and 28. I am sitting at 34 and 34. Rich Ooh. 500. Dude, this is okay. But like the NFL any given Sunday that can flip entirely. Um, so we're just going to get right into it Thursday, tomorrow night. We have a rematch of super bowl. The comeback one, the Patriots heading down to Georgia, taking on the Falcons. Dave, the devil went down to Georgia. That's what this game is. I was Bill just gonna- the devil, dude. He is the devil because he is going to throttle Atlanta because LOL in his mind. That's why, because his team is good and the Falcons aren't simple, simple, quick, fast. Love it. Rich. Fuck you, Atlanta. (laughs) I picked you last week with hope. It's like, Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. You can get, you can get revenge over the Cowboys from last year. You cut and you put three on the scoreboard, like, fuck, not, I'm going to pick you again. Not Jesus just Christ. that they put three, it's that they also gave up 43. <laughs> That's also part of it. So, no, I will not be picking Atlanta. 
over this super hot New England team. Give me New England. Yeah, like you said, super hot. Uh, the only thing the Falcons can do is pass the football, and the Patriots, J.C. Jackson is a guy that does not get talked about. J.C. Jackson is a fucking psycho. He finds the football always, but like you said, super, super piping hot. Oh, fuck. Starting off with a booth certified clean sweep, New England Patriots. Shit. <laughs> we love to get our brooms out, man. We really yeah. do. It hasn't gone well for us. It has not. And we picked the next team, 3 0 sweep last week. We got the Baltimore Ravens heading to Soldier Field to take on Chicago. And I'm fucking scared to pick them because I don't know. Dave, you're the voice of reason. Hit me. No, no, <laughs> no. I didn't hey, expect hey, it. Okay. All right, all right. You know that, like, the Bengals are my number one by far, but the, the Bears are my number two. There was, so, there like, was a I, time. I have to consider this. There was a time a couple of years ago where this inside baseball, I, I, I talked Dave off the ledge of, of jumping to the Chicago Bears. It was, it was well before Burrow, well before Mixon was popping off. It was, hey, man. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm tired of, I'm tired of this. I really like the bears. I think it was right after the, it was right when the bears defense was getting hot. Yeah. And if there's one thing you like, it's, it's a hot D. <laughs> and I'll say that, that defense still with guys like Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, still a pretty good defense. Cool. Justin Fields looks absolutely dynamite, man. That guy looks like he might be one of the next great quarterbacks. Um, it's tough too, because the bears had a bye week last week. You know what I mean? And they're coming home, feeling feeling themselves at home against the Ravens. Um, but I don't know if I can pick the Bears in this game. I don't. I'm not sure if I can. Just because, you know what I mean? How often do the Ravens get destroyed twice in a row? Have, has it ever happened? Especially not with a real winner at the helm like Lamar Jackson. So I think for that reason, I'm going to pick with my head and not with my heart. And I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay. Rich, pass it to you. I hate to bring this up, but if Baltimore would have won last week, this would have been an easy decision. And I would have just picked Baltimore and I would have left it at that. It wouldn't have needed a conversation. And now I'm torn. And now I, I feel like I understand. <laughs> I, all right, all right, really, Carve, you want you want to play the game again, Carve? Do we want to play this game? Matt Nagy, John Harbaugh. Who do you pick? John Harbaugh. Okay. Justin Fields you looks convinced great. Me you think right he's better there. than Lamar Jackson? No. Right. So use your head. You you convinced me right there, Dave. Uh, I will go with Baltimore. Yep. So here's the thing. <laughs> oh, God. It's called fucking strategy, okay? Oh, dear. When we sweep... We don't win. We've proven this. Carp, Carp, this is how did we? You, 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 you jumped on my bandwagon last week. How did we do? I didn't lead you astray. We went five hundred. All right. Could have no, went better were, than five hundred with the tie. You had an, an incredibly winning record, and then you hopped on my bandwagon, and I brought you down. 
So here's John. When John Harbaugh walks by, in my mind, I picture a nice, like not too overpowering, not too strong, but a nice cologne. And you're like, hmm, I kind of like that. I like that smell. Yeah. That guy smells good. Matt Nagy walks by and, and oh, the fuck was that? You know, um, but just because of the strategy, I have to do it. I'm sorry. This feels like Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. I haven't picked against the Bengals at all this year, and I won't all season. I'm telling you that right now. I won't do it. See, but we 3-0 swept the Ravens last week, and they lost. I can't we do it. We 3-0 swept them when they beat the Vikings, too. Or no, actually, we didn't. Never mind. We didn't, exactly. I am going to go the Chicago Bears here. I think, uh, I, th- <laughs> I think the Ravens win this game, but I have to pick the Bears. <laughs> I, I, I have to. Uh, moving on. I respect you for that. <laughs> moving on. We have an. This is one that Dave's going to be tuned into for sure. We have the Niners in Jacksonville taking on the Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> uh, this game. This game is not Dave's favorite, obviously. Rich, we'll start with you right now. Niners. In Jacksonville, we're just going to let Dave stew in his anger. How do you see this one going? (laughs) Like, this is a San Francisco team that just beat the Los Angeles Rams, a team that has solidified themselves as a top team in this league. They're in the playoffs, and Jacksonville is hot garbage. They're not good. I don't care if they beat the Bills. They beat the Bills 9-6. No, that's not a win. San Francisco will take this one easily. Dave, I want you to, in good faith, do what you're about to do. No. I don't know if you know what I'm about to do because I have to pick the 49ers because Jacksonville sucks. And I don't like it and I don't want to say it but I think the 49ers are good enough to beat one of the worst teams in the NFL. Okay. Very happy. So, so wait, who are you, who are you picking to win? I want you to say, I want you to say the words, the 49ers will win Fred Warner's team. That's who I'm picking. Okay. <laughs> Fred Warner's team. Um, I am actually, I'm going to do what Dave wanted to do, but he couldn't. I'm actually going to pick an upset here. I think the Jags will sneak away with one. Let's go, Trevor Lawrence. Come on, it's, man. Yeah. And maybe it's coming down to Trev. Um, Dave, I think it was off air we were talking, and you were just, you know, you want to see kind of, you don't think Urban Meyer's a bad coach, and I don't necessarily think it is. I think he is either. I think there's a learning curve to the NFL. Yep. goes without saying. Um, but, hey, like, you know, they – the 49ers beat the Rams. Yeah, that has that something has to be said about that. Let's not forget that the Rams have lost two in a row now. It's not like the Rams were invincible or anything, but the Jags completely shut down a Buffalo offense, a Buffalo team that was incredibly hot. Um, I think the Jags are able to sneak away with a win here. Um, so my record's already 0-2 or 1-2, but that's okay. doesn't matter. I'm taking the Jags here. Moving on, we have another just a fucking bad game. Uh, We have the Washington football team heading into Carolina. 
This one's interesting. Cam Newton back. Um, I, I think the reports were saying that if he can get the playbook and stuff, which he should have a good concept of it. Well, maybe not because new coach, but not the point. Um, he will be the starter this week. Um, Dave, how are you seeing it going? I think, honestly, um, it might be just because I watched a lot of that Washington game last week. And like, also, big shout out for uh, Chase Young. Get better, get healthy, see you next year, man. Yep. Big loss for Washington. Um, but like Washington last week, man, they they beat the Buccaneers and it wasn't like, oh, that's lucky. Like They drove down the field and had like 90-yard drives, nine-minute drives on the Buccaneers, you know what I mean? made sure Tom couldn't get the ball, even stopped Tom at a lot of points in that first half. Um, I think Heineke and the boys are feeling it. I'll pick them on the road to win a second straight game um, with the assumption that maybe Cam Newton is the Cam Newton of New England, not the Cam Newton of 2015 still. Very fair. Very fair. Richie, how are we, how are we seeing this one going? I think the Chase Young effect is big. I think that that really sucks for that Washington team. And that really sucks for that Washington defense. I think as that part of my reasoning, I'm going to pick Carolina in this one. Uh, I feel like they might be getting back to their winning ways here. They definitely are in a position of needing to win games to, to solidify themselves into a wild card spot. So for that reason, I will take Carolina. Yeah. I think, um, Washington, very impressive game last week. Panthers, to me, just um, I think they'll win this one. They also had a very impressive game last week. Um, when it comes down to it, I mean, let's not – hey, not forget this angle. Ron Rivera, revenge game. I think he's played them once before. But, um, you know, so there's always maybe a little added bonus there. But I'm going to take the Panthers in this one. I think um, – I guess kind of in the same vein that – Dave's operating under the New England cam. I'm going to say he'll carry that electricity for at least one more week. Plus, like we broke down earlier, they know they need to win. Um, it's a tight, tight race there, so they have to get wins when they can. I think this is a win they should and will get. Moving on, Rich, we got division matchup. Uh, he knows. He fucking knows. We got the Packers coming into Minnesota, taking on Rich's beloved Vikings. Right off the bat, my gut instinct is to take the Vikings. I think maybe it was because he missed practice all week. You know, he's out with COVID. There's a lot of controversy around him, all that stuff. Aaron Rodgers didn't look good, he looked fine. Through a couple picks. Um, Vikings team getting hot. Something that is catching my eyes the Packers defense has been really good this last month, and they've played Mahomes, Russ, and Kyler, and they've shut down all three of them. <sighs> but you know what? I'm taking the Vikings. I'm saying school. I'm going school this week. Rich, there are your boys. How are we feeling? First of all, fuck Green Bay. Right. Just going to put that out there. Yep. Yep. Naturally. Naturally. My most hated team. Like, fuck, I would pick them over the Vikings. 
any day. I I say that, and then I'm going to say, I feel like Minnesota and Green Bay, it's always that every year they split the series. Every year, they're each going to take one. Yeah. No matter how good they are and how bad the other is, this year I feel like they're kind of evenly matched. I know the Packers are the top team. The Vikings, again, like I say, could be way higher than they are in the standings. Yep. Um. But yeah, I'm not going to pick against my boys in a division game. Justin Jefferson had a great game last week. Dalvin Cook had a great game last week. That defense hit their stride last week. Minnesota is taking this one. There we go. Dave? Um, I feel like what Reese said about Minnesota splitting the series might be true, but I don't feel like they have enough wins under their belt that's this week. When you have a te- a one loss team like the Packers, a team that's fine that's getting Aaron is back, the defense is cooking big. Um, sitting on top of the NFC, I feel like this this is the week still where the Packers might just be too much, and it might be another game where the Vikings may to keep it close, but it slips through their hands. Um, I definitely can see a, a scenario where the Vikings win. And for late in the year, I might even pick the Vikings the next time they meet. But for now, I think the Packers are still feeling themselves too much. They're too good of a team to lose this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, makes sense. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Um, moving on, we have a team that has finally snapped a losing streak. Versus a team that got absolutely annihilated on the road. We have the Detroit Lions in Cleveland taking on the Browns. <laughs> oh my God. These were two of the worst performing teams in the NFL last week. They both made an appearance on our duds list earlier. The Browns are 11 and a half point favorites. And I think that's a really, really big line. And I think, I think the Lions get their first win of the 2021 NFL season. We picked them. I picked them. Dave picked them last week. And they got the tie. I think if we're able to bring a third guy on board this week, I think it's the reverse curse. (laughs) So with that, I am going with and hoping my boys go with the Detroit Lions. Dave, we'll pass it to you to build suspense. You were my partner in crime last week. One pride, baby. They almost got the job done. Where are we going with this? Carve, I really, I want to join you so badly on your crusade to see the Lions beat an AFC North rival. But Jared Goff is so bad. And that Lions team is so unbuttoned. The Browns just got embarrassed and the Browns are a much better team than the Lions. I don't see a route where the Browns don't win this game by hook or by crook. I have to pick the Browns. I'm sorry. Rich, redemption. Sorry, buddy. 
There's no, there's no way. Like, like Dave said, this is Jared Goff. And I know you guys harp on him, but Jared Goff is still worse than Baker Mayfield. Baker, I yeah. believe, says he will be ready to play this week. And that Cleveland team is, is just better than that Detroit team, even though that Cleveland team maybe looks like it's not as good as we thought it might be. I mean, Baker Mayfield isn't good, but he's better than Jared Goff. And then Kevin Stefanski is much better than Dan Campbell. We don't know that. <laughs> Moving on. We, uh, we have the Indianapolis Colts, a team that, like we said, don't let them get hot. They're getting sneaky. Taking on the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. This, wow, is, an this is a good game. This is a good game. This is an interesting game. Um, Rich, we'll start with you. Colts. Bills. Bills currently a touchdown favorite. Oh, I've gone back and forth on this one all day. All day. And I still don't know who I'm picking. But it's, it's tricky. I think on a coin flip, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor right now is hitting too much of a stride to be stopped. I think Carson Wentz is playing good enough football to win games. So for that reason, I'll take the Colts. I like it. I like it. Dave, who do you got? See, the thing about this game is like, um, I was going to kind of wait to see how the room felt about it because I do think that the Colts are a really, really good team. And I was really tempted to take the Colts. But I'm maybe this one is as much strategy as anything else. But I do think Buffalo may still be one of the better teams in the AFC when they hit their ceiling. So I'll I'll take the Bills at home. But I think I could see this game ending by a field goal. Like I don't. Yeah. I almost think seven is too much because the Colts are very good. But I will take Josh Allen because you never know with Carson Wentz what kind of pick he's going to throw. Yeah, and. <clears throat> You know, this one, this one is tough for me. It's very, I think it's tough for all of us. I am going to side with Rich on this one. I'm going to take the Colts because right now, Josh Allen, fun fact, has twice as many interceptions as Carson Wentz. And I know Carson Wentz gets knocked for all the picks he throws because it, it's not quantity this year. I don't, I don't know if you can call it quality, <laughs> but lack of it, it's yeah, yes, lack of quality. It's the memorability of the interceptions he's thrown. Yeah. Um. But he was my stud this week for a reason. Jonathan Taylor right now is he's on another planet. Yeah. Um. You know, as a prospect, I think like the last running back I can think of that was kind of like this was, I guess, Saquon's rookie year. He had that feeling of like, man, this guy can go. The difference between rookie Saquon, rookie J, I know he's not a rookie this year, um, is the O-line. Like he's Saquon with an O-line, which is what any football fan would want to see. And we're seeing it. He's incredible. When he goes, they go. And like Rich said, he's on a hot streak right now. He's him and Derrick Henry are currently tied for the league lead in rushing yards. Something tells me 
he will take sole possession of that this week. Barring a monstrous game from the Bills defense or a historic Derrick Henry return, he should get control of the league lead there. But yeah, I am going to go with the Colts. But like we all said, this is going to be a good close game. Speaking of a, maybe not a necessarily good or a close game, but a game we had talked about earlier. Interesting for our NFC playoff picture predictions. We have the Saints in Philly taking on the Eagles. Saints coming off of a victory. No, they lost by two to the Titans. Coming off of a loss, obviously, against the Titans. Uh, The Eagles coming off of a huge victory in mile high. Um, We broke them down in uh, in the NFC playoff picture. And I think it's maybe I'm just feeling too high on them. I'm going to take the Eagles at home here. I think they beat the Saints. <sighs> Jalen Hurts gets a lot of a lot of flack. Um, and I was one of the people earlier that said, like, yeah, you can't. He's not a guy. He's not a guy. Man, he's proven he can do it. He can do some things. I think, you know, if we're talking about is he the long-term answer and stuff, that's a different conversation. But you can win games with Jalen Hurts, obviously. And I think they're – they're kind of they're showing some signs of life. Not necessarily that they're going to go on a tear here or anything, but I think the Eagles will find a way to win at home. Dave, we'll go to you here. Who do you got? This one's really interesting for me because the one reason I think the Eagles could win this game mm-hmm. is quarterback, and the one reason the Saints might lose this game is because of quarterback. It's interesting in that dynamic. Um, I think the thing for me that is going to put it over the top is the Titans right now are the best team in the AFC and the Saints only lost by two and the Eagles are nowhere near that quality of opponent. I think, I think this game has a lot of potential to be like really close, but I'll play the safe side of the fence and I'll pick the Saints. Rich. I'm going to side with you here, Carve. I'm going to go Philly as well. I just think, the this QB issue for the Saints is too much to go into a such a tough place to play like Philly with those maniac fans and come out with a win. Uh, yeah, I'll take Philly in this one. This is go. another game that's like really a toss up. The last two games, both I could easily see any of those four teams getting a win, right? Yeah, yeah. This next game shouldn't have as much riding on it for me <laughs> as it does. Rich knows what's coming up. Dave, we have the maybe the hottest team in fucking football right now. We have the Miami Dolphins heading into New York, taking on the Jets. Listen, I'm taking the lead on this one. I'm sorry. I just need to get my piece out here. The Miami Dolphins are an absolute sham. Okay. It was a fluke game. Don't get your fucking hopes up. Fins down. Okay. Hey, can I ask you a question? About wait, 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 hold on. And a big reason is because we have the goat playing. We have the goat taking on the Dolphins. Joey Flacco getting the start for the New York Jets. Hey, the Ravens couldn't kill him, but we have the Raven Super Bowl MVP, Joseph Flacco out of Delaware. First round quarterback in 2008. He's going to get a 
he's going to get it done. This Jets team is going to beat the Dolphins. And it, it is because of Joe Flacco. Who's next? <laughs> um, I won't. I won't jump on board with that. Wrong. Um, <laughs> Wrong. And then maybe, and maybe this Dolphins team—they've proven me nothing but—they give me nothing but grief this year. So I could most likely be wrong. But because I can't let the Jets get any more wins after what they did to me. Um, and because I think the Dolphins are coming off a big win and they're feeling it, right? The Bills absolutely killed the Jets so bad that they put in an, a different guy to be their starter. That's how bad they got beat. And the Dolphins had their biggest win maybe in the last two years in prime time. So I'm going to take the Dolphins for this one. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I've come to bat for you here, Carve. I know in separate conversations about Joe Flacco. But I don't think he's going to get it done. And it's not his fault. It's not Joe's fault. It's not Joe's fault. It's New York's fault. I promise. Joe's a good quarterback. He's not the GOAT. Great. But he's not bad. He's a great quarterback. He's okay. (laughs) We're not going to do this debate today. So (laughs) me and Reese picked the Dolphins. You picked uh, the card. Let's move on. Moving on. This game's actually surprised me, and I'll explain why, but we have the Texans heading into Tennessee to take on the Titans. This is only a 10-point spread for the Titans, and to me that seems low, which is weird because 10 points in the NFL almost never seems low, but we've seen a lot of blowouts, and also this is the hottest team in the AFC, um, and the worst team in the AFC, maybe? Um, Titans. Yeah, Titans. Yeah, Titans. <laughs> there we go. Moving on to another Booth Boys team. We have the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, Cincinnati Bengals in the afternoon window taking literally, on. Literally the first game in the afternoon window in two years for the Bengals. Usually, like, that's not even like, like, that's the first. Yeah. Yep. Bengals taking on the Raiders. Raiders coming off of getting pumped on primetime against the Chiefs. Bengals coming off of the bye week here. Uh, Dave, your team, I'll defer to you. Who do you got? Um, I don't think the Raiders are very good. And I think the Bengals are good, especially coming off a of bye. Like I said, I will pick the Bengals. I've picked them in every pick we've had, and I'll pick them all year long. But this is not one where I'm like, oh, I'm just sticking up for the boys. I think the Bengals are better than Vegas. Vegas is just in the midst of a downward spiral, just so many stories crashing in on them. Derek Carr is good, but Derek Carr is not enough that he beats teams by himself. Um, like Jacobs is good, but we are defensive tackles in our front seven against the run have been really good. Um, I think they don't have the firepower on defense to match up with all of our receivers and Joe Mixon. So this one's going to be the Bengals. Rich, who do you got? Uh, before I make my pick, I want to make a little bit of a hot take, I think. Oh, shit. Afternoon, afternoon window, Sunday afternoon window, best. It's the best of any time of NFL game there is. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You, you finished your Sunday lunch, and you sit down on the couch, and you're almost ready for a nap on Sunday, and you're like, hey, my team's playing. Let's just 
sink into this couch and watch this game. But yes, like you said, Dave, this Las Vegas team is not that good. They are not as good as their record says. And Cincinnati, I believe, is better than their record says. So I'll take Cincinnati in this one. Yep. It coming off of a bye week. Raiders on a short week, technically. Um not much to say. I think the Bengals will take care of business in Las Vegas. Um yeah. Very few sweeps so far this week. So maybe that's a good thing that our sweeps are like more sure than usual. The game of the week here. Legitimately. Both teams coming off of a very, 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 very impressive performance. We have the Cowboys who have been dominant all year. They lost the first week to the Bucks, the first game of the season. And since then, they have been on a mission outside of Denver. They have been crushing teams. It was no different last week. The Falcons felt it. The other team had been crushing teams for years and then this year they struggled. They stumbled. They weren't themselves. We didn't know what they were. Well, on Sunday night, they looked like themselves of old. We have the Cowboys in Arrowhead taking on the Chiefs. I am so pumped for this game. This is a huge game. I can't wait. Um, it, a couple of weeks ago when it was supposed to be the Packers and Chiefs, that was another game like this. It's like, I can't wait. Of course, Something happened with number 12. Can't quite remember. Didn't quite get that. Hopefully nothing like that happens. Rich, we're going to start with you. Cowboys Chiefs, man. Where are you going with this? Well, I said in my studs and duds that the Chiefs are back. And because of that, I got to stick to my guns and take Kansas City in this game. I believe they're back. I believe this Kansas City team is going to compete in the AFC playoffs. I don't know if they'll make it to the Super Bowl, but... They'll definitely make it deep, and I think that starts by beating one of the NFC's top teams in Dallas. Give me Kansas City. We will give it to them. Dave, who do you want? So this is a game that one way or the other is going to be a big statement win when you look at the schedule. Whether or not the Chiefs are who we think they are, just coming off that big week, knowing the reputation going into Arrowhead has – that's a big win for the Cowboys. Um, if the Chiefs beat the Cowboys, the Cowboys are a team everybody's been talking about. As are these, is this team a Super Bowl contender? Right. So somebody is getting a big statement win this week in this game. Um, and for a lot of reasons, for me, I think it's going to be the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys might be the best team in the NFC. I've been on this bandwagon for a bit. I think they're one of the more complete teams. They've been absolutely stomping teams ruthlessly. They have the power to win the shootouts. And I don't think that with that defense, Kansas City has power to win the shootouts that Dallas does. Dallas has players on defense that Kansas City does not. Dallas will inflict their will upon Kansas City in every conceivable way on offense in a way that Mahomes, even if he's playing top notch, will not be able to overcome because of the sheer ways that the Cowboys can get it done whether it's Zeke or through the air. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to get a big win and prove that they are one of the best teams in the league. Hey, very, very well said. Very well spoken. Both you guys, this is a game that's like, I've been looking, not fixating on this one, but this is a game that I've kind of been, I've kind of known about, you know, you 
oh shit, the Cowboys and the Chiefs face off in a couple of weeks. Like I'll keep that one circled. So for the last couple of weeks, it's been, oh, the Cowboys, you know, that's a game they'll win. And then we saw Sunday night and we saw Mahomes. It wasn't just for me, it was that the fact that offense looked like it was back. It looked they threw they had those screen plays, they had those over the top plays, they had all those components. But I watched a few of those throws, and I'm not gonna sit here and be like, well, he wasn't absolutely perfect, so he he was terrible. No, he was incredible, but there were still some kinks to work out there. And I was unsure. I've been going back and forth, but I am going to go with you, Dave. I'm going to say the Cowboys on this one. Like you said, they, and I know this is basically tempting fate, but, you know, it used to be like, can you keep up with the Chiefs? I think it's, can you keep up with the Cowboys in this game? I think CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Zeke, Tony Pollard, the Chiefs' defense is bad, very, very bad. Um, and the thing about the, the thing with the offense of the Chiefs is the speed, right? You know, it's they're, they're so speed. Man, Dallas, you got guys like Micah Parsons, Trevon Diggs. You know, you have a bunch of players in that defense that are rangy. They're long. They're they're fast. They're physical. I think that defense lines up perfectly with Kansas City, to be honest with you. Um, and of course, that offense that offense matches up with almost any defense in the league. I think really well, let alone a defense as bad as the Chiefs. So I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. And like you said, no matter which way it falls, huge statement for whatever team. Um, moving on, we have a divisional matchup. The Arizona Cardinals heading into Seattle. We had some choice words for Seattle and Pete Carroll earlier. So I will go to the man who brought it up. Dave, where are we? Is there, is there any word on Kyler Murray if he's playing yet? I think I, he said he was supposed to be back. I, I just read he's trending towards being back. He was limited in practice today. So, Okay, so I guess um, Arizona is a team that has been so good. And they've just surprised the hell out of me all year. Um, Kyler Murray's a guy who I wasn't sure in this league was going to be good, and he is very good. And I mean, besides Russ, what do the Seahawks have? You know what I mean? I don't trust Seattle anymore. I don't think they have the right coach. I think outside of quarterback and a couple of receivers, maybe a couple guys on their on their defense, they really don't have any of the right pieces there. So I'm going to take the Cardinals, who look like they have the right pieces almost everywhere. Rich, how are we? Uh, how are we seeing this one going? Like this is all dependent on the Arizona quarterback situation. If Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray are not good to go, Chris Strebler, I love you, former CFLer, but you can't really throw the ball. So in that scenario, Arizona's losing the game. But I believe either Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray will be playing. And for that reason, they're a better team. They're just a better team than Seattle. So I'll take them. In this, like you said, we we haven't, you know, we've had a tendency to, we haven't brought out the, the brooms that much so far. We will here. I think, it, and it's kind of weird. I think we're all in agreement on this. How often is it that like 
a team like I'm personally saying I'm taking Arizona if Kyler or Colt starts. Like it's not often you can say if their starter or their backup's healthy, I'll take them. But this really is the case. Russ is obviously a generational all-time top 10 QB ever. He amazing talent. But, you know, like you said, Seattle, what are they without him? Not much. And, you know, honestly, he was rehabbing for 19 hours. Maybe he should have put in some more dedication. Rehab for 20, 22 hours. You know, only 19 is kind of pathetic. Not the point, but... Maybe he should have slept some more. Maybe he was tired last week. Dude, did you watch it? He looked so fucking tired, man. Maybe it's because he was rehabbing, only sleeping five hours a day. Also, can I... This is going to sound like such a naive prick, but that's what I always sound like. How do you... What do you do for 19 hours with a... Like, if it was an ACL, like, okay, maybe, yeah. I watched... They had it on Sunday, NFL Countdown. Um... They had so many little, tiny, intricate exercises they like chose for this that was just like squeezing a little thing or just like rolling something around in his hand. Like this was 19 hours, but this was not hard work. This is a tedious 19 hours. Imagine you're going to be a yes. doctor and your family's so proud of you. And then you're like, well, I'm going to be the finger recovery specialist. Oh, Oh, <laughs> all right. No disrespect to that guy. Cause he probably makes 8,000 times what I make, but Hey, man, Russell Wilson is such the guy that would spend 19 hours doing that too. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> what a fucking icon. All right. Sunday night football. We have the piss poor Steelers. Why do these bums get another primetime game? Hopefully. It's so that they can get their ass kicked in SoFi by the Los Angeles Chargers, which is who I will take in this game. Not much needs to be said. I mean, yeah, the Chargers have been on a bit of a, they started off incredibly hot. They've been kind of cooling down and, you know, momentum's kind of been stopped. What momentum, says Pittsburgh. Uh, you can't tie the Lions at home. I'm sorry. That's one of those rules. That's I, That should be a rule in the NFL. If you tie the Lions at home, you get relegated. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, the, for the same reasons as what you're saying, for the same rotten, burning hate for the Steelers that you have. Um, look, Cam Hayward, cool. TJ Watt, good. Najee Harris, sweet. Fryermuth looks okay. But that's all that team has. That's all you can say for that team. Maybe. And you can say a lot more for the Chargers, regardless of if they've been on a little bit of a downswing. They've lost some games to good teams. And I think Sunday night, bright lights, Staley, Herbert, get on, get on, uh, get on track, get right. They're going to beat Steelers. Yeah, this is, I've seen it a couple times. Pittsburgh, a tie to Detroit should be worth two losses. That's, that's <laughs> how bad that is. And you're not going to come in on Sunday night and beat the Chargers. I'm sorry. No, you're not going to do it. Also, and this this just shows the potential list of people out with COVID this game for the Steelers is huge and notable. I saw you know, Minka was in there, a couple of their linemen, Ben, obviously. So, you know, without Ben, maybe they win. But, um, yeah, I think another another sweep back-to-back. But uh, 
Chargers will, will take care of business, which moves us to Monday night football, the end of week 11. We have the New York Giants, uh, I believe, coming off of the bye, taking on the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Bucks coming off of that surprising and I'm assuming humiliating loss to Washington. Um, bounce back game for me. That's as simple as this one is. The Giants aren't a good football team. The Buccaneers are a good football team. Any way you slice down the middle, Dave, I know you do this and it, it it's very true. Coach, Buccaneers. Quarterback, Buccaneers. Line, Buccaneers. Roster, Buccaneers. Defense, Buccaneers. There's no way. There's no reason. The Giants should win. I shouldn't say no way, but there's no reason the Giants should win this game. Going with the Buccaneers on this one, Dave. It's going to be. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Um, but I think the thing for me is I think the Giants are a weird team that they play a lot of primetime games and they don't lose particularly bad in primetime. They lose really close every time they play. So I think even with the line being what it is, I think the Giants will keep it close. I think there's some gamers on that team. They have some really good players, especially that secondary, I think, is a little bit underrated. That defense in general is still not not bad after it was pretty good last year. But uh, it's to face the Super Bowl champs coming off of two losses, I think, right? Yeah, a buy in there. Yeah, they- yeah. I mean, that's, that is fire. That is playing with fire. And Tom Brady, you know how he feels about the Giants, right? So I expect a big game from Tom to a big win here for the Bucs. But speaking of the uh, of playing it close, I believe believe the Giants did play the Bucks last year on prime time. It, it was early in the season, and it came down to a defensive stop by the Bucks, if I'm remembering correctly. So it goes right in with your point. They do play it close, and they've played the Bucks close before. Looks like the um, Giants play close games in prime time. That one with the Chiefs. Yeah. Like the Giants, I think, are a better team than people think they are. And I like the Giants a lot more. I like Joe Judge more than most people. But this week's a tough week to ask them to get a win against Brady. Like, I don't know, man. Absolutely. Rich, we head to you. Is this going to be three straight 3-0 sweeps? I think it's got to be. I think this is going to be a good game. I think New York will keep it close, like you guys have been saying. Um they're a better team than people give them credit for. But Tampa Bay just has so much fire. They're such a good team. They've been put in some unfortunate circumstances the last two weeks or three weeks with a bye in the middle. But for that reason, this would be a get right game for the Bucs. We'll make it a sweep, I guess. Hey, there we go. Can't wait to lose all three of those predictions. <laughs> when you when you look at um, our picks this week, like when they come out and the graphic is up for our picks this week, I think this week is a good indicator of for how many games that we actually we didn't go through this week. I feel like in my own opinion, it's tough to be really invested in a week that your team's on a buy. So last week was a little bit whatever. Tough to get invested when the Bengals got blown out by the Browns too. But even just in general, the field the last two weeks for me has kind of been kind of meh. And there's a lot of games on this schedule that are really good. You know what I mean? The Vikings and the Packers, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. There's, you know what I mean? There's just a lot of good games, a lot of interesting games too, right? Even, you know, even a game like um, 
Colts Bills we talked about. Yep. Great, um, great game. Saints Eagles. When you think of the ramifications, you know there'll be there'll be quite a few. I, yeah, I I agree with what you said. You know, yep. last week um, was hard. It feels um, like there's just been like the last two or three weeks have been really like that weird middle point of the year where everybody's just tired and needs their buy. So there's a lot of upsets or just teams are just starting to hit their stride. Whereas now we're getting to the point where teams will show who they are. And when you have good matchups, like they tend to build towards the end of the schedule, it's going to keep progressively getting better. And I think we're in that up now. We're in that up part of our graph, right? Very, very well said, dude. That's actually very good. Hey, the analysis of the day right there. I like we that. have some legit analysis. <laughs> guys, guys, there's points where we say something. It's like, oh, damn, we said that. Like, that's actually kind of cool. Dave, you said something earlier today. You said, oh, fuck, see, and now, and it, then it was, it was, uh, the, it was for Pete Carroll. It's like, how, how long are you okay with being okay? Right. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, there's bits and pieces sprinkled in here. But with that being said, Thank you so much for listening to everyone who did, everyone who does. Um, go follow us on both of our socials uh, on Twitter and Instagram at the booth EC on both of those. Go buy some merch. We've been over this. If you don't, you're a piece of shit. And that's okay. If you're okay with being, hey, how long are you okay with being okay? All right. Until you, if you want to be great, go buy some merch. Um, we appreciate all the support. Go listen to the CFL podcast. These two lovely gents did yesterday. It was a banger. Stay tuned for our NHL episode later this week. And Hey, have a great week. You hey know? guys like also like share and subscribe. I know how cheese it is to say that, but seriously, it helps and we love it. it and actually we appreciate helps a lot. It. Like leave a review, subscribe to it. Yes. You know what I mean? If you leave a review, I'll personally like, oh, this is a dangerous game. (laughs) I don't know what I'll do. If you leave a review with your favorite team, I will most likely rip them apart for some reason. That's the way this podcast has been going for me. But maybe your team is like one of the, one of like my three unofficial teams that I kind of love. And maybe you'll get a good shout out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, exactly. You might get a shout out and that's what you're here for. But thank you as always. And we will talk to you next week.